Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous, and the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 425 of Lave Radio, the show that talks about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix of Fire, otherwise known as Colin Ford. I am the Chief Archivist of Lave Radio, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, the ineffable Commander Ed Levice. Otherwise don't you mean the it. don't you mean the multifaceted Edelweiss? Oh, no, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just say flatulent and leave it at that. <laughs> that works too. God, yeah. oh, gee, no, I'm not going to go there. I, I was trying to be polite. I was trying to pump you up for the new year. Wrong yeah, but if you pump thing, me up too much, I'll get even more thing. flatulent. For God's sake! Wrong thing to say, yes. right? Uh, so there, there was me trying to. Um, uh, yes, pay you a compliment. Also, also joining thing. us this evening. Yes. Well, yes, well, we also have um, Commander Psykit, our staff liaison officer. Colin's back! Woohoo! <laughs> and we have our SRV, the commander that does or does not exist, as, a po- uh, as according to um, Guard Frequency, that would be Commander Alec Turner. Yeah, what the fuck? This, where's this rumour that I don't exist started from? Um, you need to listen to the latest episode of uh, <laughs> Guard Frequency. They don't believe that what you do is possible, so therefore you cannot exist. Ah, okay. That I can makes confirm, sense. we've all met Alec, right? We do. We can confirm that he exists. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's a very good point. It could, have been a, it could have been a stooge of some kind. What, with the same voice? Yeah, I've got a stunt double. No. <laughs> you is say with the same voice. For something? I sent him to Lavecon for me. A lot of people cannot tell the difference between me and my sister's voice, so that's possible. It is true. I mean, I must admit, I have uh, mistaken your and Kittyanna's voice before, so... (laughs) Anyway, moving on from there, um, 
If you wish, you can uh, join us live. We are hanging out in games somewhere. We've got Ben and the Chris Mark for showing their usual level of competence when, when running team missions. Um, so you can hang out with them. Um, but if you can't get to the game, you can join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat or go to twitch.tv slash laveradio or look at us on YouTube, uh, look at us on Facebook and look at us on Twitter. I don't think Mastodon does the... Um, does the uh, no, you can't stream on Mastodon. We can't stream well. But when they do, we will. <laughs> Probably. So let's go around the, the team and see what they've been up to. Um, let's start with Commander Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, do you exist? Well, let, let, let's assume I do for now, because otherwise there's not much point in me talking, really, is there? <laughs> what have I been doing? Um, ah, right. So you'll all remember the, um, the, the, the sharp intake of breath when I told everyone last week that I'd taken all my rec- given away all my vinyl. Never, yes. guess what I, never guess what I found in the attic this week. A whole other box of vinyl. No, a BBC master, monitor and disk drive and a whole pile of floppy disks. Wow, you need mm. to talk to Stephen Usher. Well, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to take this one to the dump. Did you know a BBC Master goes on eBay for about three hundred quid? So it seems a bit churlish to, to just chuck it in a skip. But um, I, I have a friend who turns out is very excited about taking it off me. And the other interesting I thing I learned is because uh, I, I was looking on eBay, and they all say reconditioned, and a lot of people talk about replacing the the battery. I guess there's a little battery on the circuit board that goes. Um, so I was chatting to this guy who's interested in it and I said, oh, I'll, I'll try and turn it on at least so I can tell you if it even powers on. Mm-hmm. And he got back to me very quickly and said, do not try and switch it on. Cause apparently okay. old, apparently old computers that have been in attics have a nasty habit of blowing up when you try and switch them on. So there's yeah. a tip. Yeah. Don't, don't, yeah, there's an interesting tip. Although I must admit, finding a BBC micro up there is is the the nerd equivalent of finding the lost ark of the covenant. So you know, <laughs> right? Uh, well, we'll move over to Psychic uh, then. Hi. Um, Hello. What have I done? What have I been up to? Um, a lot of Thargoid combat, which has been nice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of like. Little admin-y type things, e- like f- uh, finally getting back into answering emails and, and stuff like that might have been, might have let things go a little tiny bit. Um, n- not not a lot. i tell you what I did do. I played um, Marvel's Midnight Suns today. Um, oh, and this is... It's, it's... Like, I love XCOM, and it's by, it's by 2K, and it has um, an XCOM feel to it it feels like an evolution of XCOM but you're playing as um as Marvel superheroes and all of that um kind of good stuff that really sort of like sets the dopamine running in the big nerd brain and all of that sort of um mad stuff however with alongside the fun bits there's an awful lot of exposition and I don't feel I Four and a half hours in, I don't feel like I've played enough of the game to give a, a good enough review of it. And I think that is kind of telling with the fact that there's a lot of um, a lot of chatting in it. Well, a lot of like characters interacting, 
Wait, it, 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 let, let me guess, you're not up on your X-Men mutant lore in order to, well, to appreciate well, no, what's no, happening. Well, no, 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 it's, it's, um, there's not that many characters um, in the grand scheme of things, so it's not like you're talking to every single um, mutant, um, which I mean might be kind of fun, I, I find it a little bit more fun, because it, it's, there's, it's like you've got Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Blade... And then a couple of l- lesser well-knowns, like the new Ghost Rider and stuff like that. And it's 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 good. It's good, but it could it could be so much better if they shortened the exposition a little bit. That's that's that. And I also went back to my Cyberpunk playthrough on Monday, which was which was great. Um, it's nice to be back and doing lewd things in Cyberpunk. <laughs> Nice one. Okay, let's move on to Commander Ed Levice. Yeah, so what have I been up to? Um, I've been playing a wee bit more Spider-Man, but not a lot, because it was stressing me out far too much. Uh, So, after getting far too stressed stressed out, I reverted back to just chilling and playing some RimWorld. Uh, And then yesterday, which was the only other gaming night I really had, was spent playing some elite with yourself and Fozza. And I think yep. we'll save we'll save that for mostly clueless. I think, I think that might be an I think idea. That's, yeah. Because clueless was as clueless does last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. Mm, yeah, mm. wasn't <laughs> um. <laughs> wasn't the best. But yeah. We shall move on from there, I think. Uh, anything else? Um, apart from that, the only other exciting thing that's happened to me that I'm willing to talk about mm-hmm. is uh, I gave blood the other day, and I now have a hole in my arm. So hey, you know, it's it's all patched up the hole, but you know there was a hole, and I was leaking blood for a, a good few minutes. Did you get a cup of tea and a biscuit? I they didn't have cups of tea. I was <sighs> I was mm. yeah we, we were. So it was like, you know, you come in, you get, you're like, right, please drink a pint of water. And then it was like, would you please hold on to your cup? Because we haven't got any cups of tea and, you know, recycling rather than drink a cup and then have another cup. It was like, drink a cup and hold on to it, will you? And I was like, okay, I can, I can respect not binning every, every cup, you know, save the planet and stuff like that. That's that I approve. Um, but I was gutted because I was looking forward to my cup of tea. Well, um, actually, I was looking, I was looking forward to my hot chocolates. Uh, but and I, I I I was this this made my day. I did get a tuck biscuit. You know that you've we've hit the the absolute bottle bottom of the barrel when we start discussing biscuits on a on a space sim podcast. Yeah, never <laughs> heard of. I, I haven't I haven't seen tucks for years. Oh dear! It's like well, if if you want to, if you want to. And you you want to snack on a cheesy tuck? That's up to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Whole tuck biscuits is the <laughs> says the chat room. I had two tuck biscuits. Oh, oh. well, no, that's uh, yeah, that means uh, you're stolen a, ch- a tuck biscuit from someone else. You no, it was horror. a pack, it was a pack of two. Right. Fair enough. Um, let's see what I've been up to. Well, obviously, for various reasons, I haven't been able to take part in live radio because of uh, the things that are happening up in Scotland. Um, the uh, let's see, I've done a, a couple of streams, which we'll probably talk about later on. 
uh, uh, under the main topic with Elite Dangerous. Uh, uh, obviously, the same thing that happened last night, which we'll probably discuss later as well. Um, however, one thing that I was quite pleased about was that I finally got back into playing Final Fantasy VII Remake again. Uh, because I've, I've forgotten how to play it. And I kept on getting killed by these horrible, these, these basically minor, minor characters, which had I been playing it constantly, I would have gone through them like a hot knife through butter. Uh, but unfortunately, because you've, you're out of practice, you forget what all the moves are and you forget that, you know, you can heal halfway through a fight. But um, yes, so I got back into into that and then, that led to me playing too much Final Fantasy 15 again, which uh, I've got to stop playing because otherwise I don't have enough time for Elite Dangerous Final Fantasy 7 as well. So, you know, I've got to prioritize. But apart from that, um, yes, um, back to it and looking forward to this new this new year. So moving on from there, let us talk about some development news or what have the devs said this week well obviously it's been quite a quiet week but there has been a little bit more than last week thankfully so um on wednesday bruce has asked for feedback on the thargoid war and this was started off as a as a, as a small post on the forums and as you can imagine, uh, it basically exploded. Now, th as this is one of our topics that we will be discussing later, I think we, we will just actually, how do you put it in business uh, business parlance? Oh, yeah, let's just put a pin in the board and come back to it later. Excellent. Right, on Thursday, Sally posted that uh, they've started some initial server-side fixes to fix the, mich the mission board bug. Um, now... I don't know how bad this bug was because I have never encountered it. Um, so I don't know whether or not there's been an improvement. Has anybody else got any experience of the bug and has it got better? I encountered it and I haven't encountered it since. But it's not very, yeah, I, it's not much evidence because I didn't encounter it very often. But My... occasionally, you know, you'd go to the mission board and it would spin a little busy thing would spin for quite a long time, maybe 30 seconds, 30, 40 seconds, yep. and then the mission board would come up empty. Mm. My, um, uh, there's, there's like two, I've been speaking to two different groups of people and they're doing, there's a couple of like big mission running things that are going on at the moment and um, the reports back are saying that they have seen, They've some of them have seen like really big, the ones who are doing stuff have seen really big improvements. Oh, excellent. I mean, to me, as soon as I hear what uh, Alex has says, that says to me that <laughs> something like an SQL query is timing out when it's trying to, to pull back stuff from a, from a database or a query is failing, so it's just coming back blank. So if it is, it does sound like a server-side problem to me. So hopefully um, they've, they've made a start in, on solving that. Um, did anyone else think, incidentally? I mean, it does. I've heard good reports that it's been fixed, but didn't did anyone else think that the way they announced it was the most cautious, sort of weasel-worded announcement of a bug fix that might possibly, if you're lucky, make some small change to a small number of people's degrees of experience, maybe? Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, I've got uh, the word here. Me, this morning's tick has brought with it 
initial improvements toward addressing the issues of emission boards. So a number of you may begin to see some changes with your experience to a degree. <laughs> well, that says to me that the, the, uh, the people that have complained about it have complained about it with energy. Yes, maybe. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it also implies that uh, that okay, this we know that we've got one part of this problem fixed, but we don't know how deep the problem goes. So fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean because I've used something similar to that to explain one of the problems with our systems lately. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't seem a high level of confidence in the fix, but it but it does seem to have fixed it. So well done, Frontier. Yes. Well, so far, so good. Anyway. Um, right. On Friday the 13th of all days, uh, there was a Galnet News Roundup for basically since the beginning of the year. So, as you can see, there's, uh, yeah, well, not that much Galnet is actually happening at the moment. They're all on holiday. I know they're all on holiday, but I'm just saying this. It's, a, it's um, Galnet light at the moment. We're still getting it. Not complaining about still getting it, trust me. But uh, not as not as there's a war on, you know. Oh yeah, there's there's a war on. All the journalists are down in in the Milstrom systems. I see, I see no war zone correspondence in those anti Nino CVs. Oh, they do not because, have those targets. That's because the war correspondents for Leave Radio, who also works for the Free Alliance Regional Telecast, um, has not been able to survive long enough. <laughs> I had a whole on that person. Yeah, I had a whole load of Moist McTavish reports ready to go, but then unfortunately had a disc crash. <clears throat> so I apologise for that. Um, the discovery scanner uh, that came out on Monday, basically, well, it kind of summarised most of the stuff we already know about. Basically, there'll be an update at the end of the month, uh, and that there's update 15 is happening properly sometime in April, and update 16 comes at some point. Um, but apart from that, uh, there was mention of the next frame shift live, which was supposed to happen uh, this Thursday. But then again, the COVID has hit, and it means that there's going to be no. Uh, frame shift live this Thursday because basically um, <clears throat> producer Adam has sadly tested positive. Psych it. There was no frame shift live, but they're still pressing ahead with the, the other CM team are more than capable of running their own streams and they're still pressing ahead with their streams. But unfortunately, um, the stuff that's done in the studio um, isn't going to be done in the studio because um, uh, Adam's poorly sick. Get well soon, Adam. Let's face it, Fosai. Yeah, we wouldn't want it. If, if want your it. alternative was Adam... Or Arthur, I'd rather call in sick as well, frankly. But I mean, I mean, Zach is uh, Zach used to be like the one who was very good at it, so it's uh, it's completely understandable that they've gone. Actually, you know what? We'll leave it. It's not a problem. Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's just it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, I I think you're just asking for trouble, really, if you ask Arthur to do a proper stream. Please. I, I think you're asking for trouble if you're asking Arthur to do it on a proper stream. We've, we've been there before. Yeah. 
Uh, which he does admit. Yeah, and he, he has many other skills, you know. F- fair play to him, he, he's good at many other things, but hosting a stream, not one of them. Or technically managing Te- a stream. Doing it, yeah, te- teching a stream, not one of them. Yes. Of which we must uh, say that our own texts are appreciated and uh, uh, yes. highly valued on Lave Radio, because I've got no clue. <laughs> you know you pay them a compliment and that's how you pay you back alec what uh i was only chipping in in case we'd 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 finished with um discovery scanner and i just wanted to mention that um beetle jude got a shout out which was fab and i love i love that drawing of the crate it's um it's awesome i hadn't seen that one before do you mean it's crate it is indeed crate well, all of a sudden, I've now got an image of Alec Turner as Tony the Tiger from yeah. Frosties. Yeah, at the minute I said it, I thought I've gone Tony the Tiger on this. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody, that's it. That's your challenge. Next time you're SRVR, you've got to do Tony the Tiger. Accepted. Okay. Well, we'll go see whether <laughs> you can do that. Uh, has, I mean, has anybody got any comments that they would like to to bring up about the development news which has happened this week I think I'd take that as a no Colin yeah dead air definitely right let's have a look at the in-game events or or the Galnet news which has happened this week well um, there's only been two things first one um, Azimuth has announced announced that they've got experimental weapon stabilizers coming out soon now, I thought they had announced this before, but they went into more detail this time. Um, obviously, uh, you have, if you, you're going to sacrifice internal slots for more weapons. So if you use one of these um, weapon stabilizers, a large, uh, a large slot size will allow you to have two, two AX weapons used, uh, but a medium uh, size, uh, internal slot will allow you to have one AX weapon. Have they given any details about whether or not they're large or small AX weapons? There will be the it will be the class size, won't it? Mm. So it's it's I would oh god I would probably guess that they're going to be like three and five would be would be my would be my thought. Five would be huge mm. to take away. Um, but it's it's also going to be that balance of whether or not you want um, you want a size five or whether you want the extra firepower or you want that hull protection. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking forward to putting as many AX cannons on my T10 as is, is humanly possible, and then just seeing how many scouts it will go through in thirty seconds. Well, you might only be able to put six on, I guess. Well, that's still going to be a lot more DACA DACA than I've got yeah. at the moment. It's 50% more DACA. You can't turn that down. Have they confirmed whether you can put more than one of these things on a ship? I'm guessing not, actually. But Ah, yeah, that's one thing they've, they've said. I mean, if you use up more slots, does that mean that it allows you more EX weapons? They haven't said it's exclusive. That's a point. That means you could... You could... Well, I, I can't remember any... Well, it's like it. you're the uh, the Corvette e- expert. Mm-hmm. I take it you've got more than six slots that you can use for AX weapons. 
mean, for uh, yes. I saw. I don't have. A I wish. Cornet, I, so I, I wish I know. sounded more. Um, more convinced about that. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. You. I one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So seven, seven. Um, two lo- two heavy, one large, two medium, two small. So if you if you've got one large uh, stabilizer and a, a medium stabilizer, that means you could have AX weapons on everything. I doubt you'll be able to stack them. I'd be oh. I'd be surprised if you could stack them. That said, I I mean, six and a beam laser with thermal vent would do me. Yep, that's that's very true because uh, yeah, that's one of the things that uh, that you need is either the flat cannon or the thermal vent beam laser. Um, I'll quickly go over to Alec and then we'll come back to to you, Psychic. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I just I just brought an interesting comment from Akayam in chat, which I I hadn't heard before, which is that down to earth astronomy has suggested that the medium and large might indicate that it goes in a hard point slot rather than a regular module slot. Yeah, it's funny that because um, weird though, a, a yeah. sort of dormant a dormant module in a hard point slot. That's weird, isn't it? No, I don't see it working in the hard point the hard no. the hard points because it just you you get. You have to use one of your hard points up in order to put this in? Yeah, it doesn't sound right. Well, that can't be right. Nah. No. Okay, Ben, quickly, and then we can go back to Psychic. Yeah, I just... I, I'm slightly not sure I like this, because I was, I was really, really looking forward to getting something like a Type 10 and just fully kitting it out for the Daka Daka Daka. And I, I like it because it means we're going to have to compromise. But I don't like it because I was wanting all the DACA. Well, uh, just to point does that, out... Does that, make, does that make sense? For for a Type 10, you've got four large uh, slots, which I normally have with, with uh, yeah. turrets on. Uh, then you have two medium slots, which I, I, put, I would love to put the missiles on. And then there's, there's just small items. Now, there aren't any small EX weapons, are there? I don't think there are. They're all size 2 and 3, aren't they? Exactly. So the most I could have was six anyway. Seven. Um, are um, Packhound launchers size one? But they're not EX weapons, are they? No, no. But the reason I ask is because the only thing I've done with a Type 10, which was flipping hilarious, mm-hmm. was to have just masses of Packhounds. And I, I thought I was able to put Packhounds everywhere. So, th- But then what you just said made me pause on that because I wasn't sure Packhounds came in size one. But maybe they do. Oh, now we're going to have to do some research. Thanks, Alec. Also, oh. also, you can get um, fixed um, shard cannons and gauss cannons um, on and turreted um, shard cannons and turreted guardian plasma, fixed guardian plasma, all size one. So they're what you can get, size one. Oh, so right. I'm on. I'm on Coriolis now. Just looking. Okay. Ah, right, so there are anti-Thargoid weapons, but it's not the AX ones. Excellent. Um, right. Did oh, we can have... I just... Yes, I was just about to come to you. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. I thought you um, were moving on, Colin. No, I'm so I'm, sorry. I'm not. I was. I, I don't forget that I've got to come back to you, Psychic. Uh-huh. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? I believe you thousands wouldn't. Uh-huh. So, did you guys cover then? Admiral Tanner last week because I can't remember whether he did or not. I'm sure I would have said something if there was something to be said about him. No, because we didn't discover in-game events, or we did, but we did it later. <laughs> right, we did it later because I was bad. 
Oh, uh, right. Well, Admiral Tanner, he's been reinstated. Or he's been forgiven, hasn't he? He's been. Uh, he's, yeah, they, sure we they, covered they, this last week, didn't we? We yeah. did. We yeah. did. But there was um, in the Azimuth, what's it? In the, the Azimuth and Nancy experimental weapon stabilizer bit, they said how angry they were that um, the war criminal Aiden Tanner was. Um, uh, Hang on, hang on. Yes. They're, they're calling <laughs> Admiral. <laughs> Those motherfuckers in glass houses should not throw bricks. Pot kettle, don't you think? Love it. Uh, bloody hell. Oh my god. Yeah. So um but what I will what I will add on the back of that, um, when they've when they've moved the Musashi out of one drama to go to this new place and do the big weapons expo and all of this um uh stuff what they what they have unfortunately done has le- have left azimuth with a presence in one drama and um no one protecting it so subtle hint to all your your witch hunty followers well, we 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 have a new goal <laughs> <laughs> let's let's take that mega ship back Yes. Well, I didn't know the mega ship. The mega ship is theirs. They're still um, claiming that they've got theirs. But with the fact that it's gone out of that system, there's nothing now holding Azimuth within one drama. So off we, off you go, sunshine. You're not needed here. Let's shut the door on them when they go. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good point. Right. <laughs> um, well, after all that, on the 16th of January, there is a bit of a. Uh, schism happening in the Empire with uh, the People's Princess, Aisling. Ash- Ashling. I-, I got it right. Come on. You just cut me off before I got it right. Sure. Ashling Deval has now said that um, she might think that um, Aegis is a good idea and that um, Aegis would benefit from the Empire because they're not going to win without the Empire. Good way of putting it, but um, yes, this seems to put her loggerheads with the uh, the emperor herself. So uh, we'll keep an eye on Akna for that one, uh, just to to see what happens in the future. Uh, and um, just to bring the uh, people up to date uh, with the present stats for the Thargoid War, uh, there are now. 453 systems lost to Thargoids. That's up from 66, up by 66 uh, over the over the last week. 25 systems are under invasion. 66 systems are on alert. 28 are in post-recovery, and there are still 8 Maelstrom systems. Now, we have lost 2.2% of human systems in the last six weeks, and at the current rate, we're looking at losing the bubble in about approximately two years. <laughs> If anybody is interested, James dead confirmed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously we'll probably talk a bit more about these stats later. Uh, but I don't know when you the impression you get listening from other people's podcasts and from watching other people's streams. Um, they, they seem to think it's all over. They have the the uh, the maelstroms contained. But I'm looking at these numbers. We didn't contain 66 systems. We still lost them. That's quite a lot. Is there is there something I'm missing here? Is everybody thinking that we're doing well, but we're not? 
I think this is covering what we were we were trying to see a little bit last week with you know, we've got these four hundred odd systems and yeah, you're right. I mean everyone's acting a little bit complacent really. Yeah, I do feel there's a disconnect between the figures and uh, and the apparent confidence of the community. It's interesting, isn't it? There has also been a breakthrough to some extent today, which I was uh, I hoping we can cover as part of the main the main topic. But there has been a yes. um, there has been a bit of a breakthrough today, which is um, which is really cool. Um, yeah, that's in the Reddit, isn't it? So um, yeah. I, I I got it from Canon. So all oh, right, you got it from Canon. Okay, yeah. Okay. Right, excellent. We'll be able to to touch on that, um, and uh, yeah, I've got a few things for to add to all that discussion as well. So we'll we'll, we'll be able to to uh, uh, to to add more just to the mill or grist to the mill or whatever the actual phrase is. Yes, as well, it's good to be back, isn't it? Yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's that time of the week again. Score a lot. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your arts. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your arts. Okay, and yes, we have nothing to talk about. There's nothing new, uh, and all the good, all the good skins have gone. <laughs> oh no, sorry, all the shiny skins have gone. Yeah, all the Christmas stuff's gone, and. So if you if you missed out on those those nice um, Christmassy and other uh, ship skins, I'm afraid they've gone. <sighs> but we do have something to say, don't we, Ben? About what Live Radio is able to give you. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking. Sh- shall we? Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna just go for it. If anybody mm-hmm. wants one of these um, green, they're green. Yeah, they're green. The the green ship skins that. You know, we've been trying to give to you guys all week, but you lot just ignored the bloody questions on social media. You know, well, <laughs> sorry, podcast audience, but if there's anybody listening to this show live who would want a ship skin, please say so in chat and we'll give you one. First 10 people say, I want a ship skin, gets one. That's lazy. Uh, That's lazy as fuck. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've got one. Mac Winston wants one. Two. Okay, there we have it, guys. We have four skins already. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, had to be done. Right, check that one off. <laughs> right, I'm I'm gonna land at Lave, and then I'll I'll send you lot a PM. <laughs> uh, and thank you very much to the lovely cat for giving these to us. Yes, we do, we always <laughs> do appreciate yeah, that. I, I, I think. Yeah, I, w- I was asking Psyche, it's like, yeah, I was having a good moan actually about you lot. And she's like, well, what do you expect? You go off and ask them a bloody weird question. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. You're wrong and you should feel bad. I do. And it's all Alex's fault. What was I talking about, though? I still don't know. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows. That could be part of the problem. <laughs> no right answers. 
No wrong answers either. But, yeah, you know. Ben, can you do me a huge favour um, yeah. while you do this? Shut up. <laughs> can you make sure that you don't message the skin um, details yes, via I, I, like any streaming platform that you can actually see it while yes, we stream? Yes, I'm, cu- I'm coming out. Well, I'm coming out of out of game just now to go and see, just, do this. Just read the codes oh. out. Re- read them out loud. Just read them out. Yeah, I'm being interdicted. It's exciting. Who <laughs> by? Oh, by a furry lance. A furry lance. A furry oh, okay. Lance. Well, um, while that all goes on, and, and Ben will sort out the sort out everybody's uh, well-deserved uh, ship skins. Um, there are actually four skins as well. Jesus Christ! Oh man, I'm sorry. I started that. I I, I can just humbly apologise. I will throw myself on my sword later. You've got one for your anaconda, you've got one for your python, Mm -hmm. and then there's two others which I can't remember. But I do remember not one of them wasn't being an adder. Yeah, python and cobra, isn't it? Well, we said anaconda and python. I think cobra might be one of them, yeah. Uh, But I'm not looking at the tweet at the moment, and I'm getting shot, so... Ah, right. Well, fair enough. I mean, at least it's not the cobra mark four. Oh, imagine if they started... That would really troll people. Yeah, they just give away exclusive ship skins for the Cobra Mark yeah. Four. Oh, yes. Anyway, um, I think after, after that excitement, we will take a break uh, with some some adverts and come back with our main discussion. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Ari. Clary's mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow! The bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plan's operational again. Thanks, Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. 
Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. Oi, how you doing, my brother? So you run some data and you left your little sidey and you're starting to think about maybe a ship that can punch a little bit harder. Well, the Killback, the one with the little flappy wings, is just what the doctor ordered. It is multi-crew enabled and is the smallest ship with a fighter bay. So you can point and they will do your bidding. <laughs> it's got three utility mounts, two small and two medium hard points, plus a whole batch of compartments. So if you want a bit of fun, grab a Killback, my son. Have you found yourself in a spot of bother with those Z-notes messing up your backyard? Oh, why are there Fargoids in my system? Can't leave the house without fear of a hyperdiction? Can't even get to work. Not that they've noticed, because everything's on fire there too. Sick of the amount of time it takes to scrub the caustic damage from those hard-to-reach places? Oh, fuck, fuck, oh, Introducing Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream. Apply a few drops to the affected area and feel the euphoria of instant relief. After that, just wash the burn away. It's like it was meant to happen. It's so good, you can even use it on your ships. Thanks, Dr. Pope. My ship smells brand new. Dr. Pope's Caustic Burn Cream, the miracle that can happen. Side effects may include dizziness, constipation and itching sensation, worship of an obviously aggressive false deity, death and loss of sense of smell. Should you experience any of these symptoms, please contact your doctor immediately. Not Dr. Pope though, he's busy. Dreams. Humanity's dreams. The hope to live among the stars. From early times, we've gazed up to the heavens and wondered if one day we could travel there. Maybe even live there. The Brewer Corporation has made this dream a reality. Constructing intricate cathedrals of metal circling numerous planets across thousands of systems in our human bubble. Why stay rooted in a gravity well when you can be free in orbit, free to dream, free to live, and one day to become the commander and be free to blaze your own trail? Brewer Corporation first step into the unknown. Come join us. Be free. Uh, you do you do love the 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 vocal talents of Commander Beetle Jude as as she subtly uh, unfolds the galaxy towards you there. I think that's that's very smooth. Very smooth indeed. Hi Jude, I can see you in the chat. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let us talk about our main discussion. Now, obviously, when Bruce put up uh, his post at the beginning of, well, it was actually Wednesday last week, um, he wanted people's feedback about how the Thargoid War is going and is there anything that could make the the experience smoother. Uh, and for that, he was given examples like that we've know, that they've noticed that, um, yeah. Some gameplay elements don't fit, aren't fit for purpose 
as well as they should be, such as the uh, the anti-Xeno scanner, which has got a really, really short range on it. And it's very difficult to use in, in the sea, uh, in, in the combat zones. Uh, and it's something that they're looking at. So it was after things like that. So I thought we would take that and run around the crew and see if they... What their general experience so far has been, and on top of that, what their suggestions would be. And I think we shall start with Commander Psychid. I knew we were going to do that. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I have been. I have been thinking. I have genuinely been thinking about things that I would, um, I would do to um, improve. Had you asked me this yesterday, I would have said I don't think we have all of the information that we need because there were still systems that we, the systems that are currently controlled by Thargoids, we're not able to push. Um, yes push the the what's it's out of um the push um thargoids out of those systems they're not like, able to take back control that however How and, ever, uh, yes go uh, on. that however has been um tested mm-hmm. and um there is currently a system that today um humanity took back control of the thargoids Oh, for, oh, oh, from the Thargoids even. Um, yeah. So, which in, it wasn't a um, an inhabited system, is my understanding. It's a, um, a system where you were just dropping out of supercruise and killing a lot of scouts and a lot, anything that sort of, like, showed up. But yep. once they'd done that, um, they were able to... Hang on, I have the statistics. Just a, a small A small moment, the information that I was um, told... Um, they're 50 pips a bar, and they said, um, it was 130 scouts or four interceptors means that there was a pip that moved forwards on this completion bar. So, um, it means that if you have, um, 20, if you essentially, you have around 25 to 30 commanders working a full hour individually killing uh like let's say competent anti-xeno pilots individually killing um scouts and um thargoids uh, and thargoid interceptors with regularity um potentially you could get um, a, a system cleared in around an hour that's not my math so if my ma- my math might be completely incorrect on that i am quoting somebody else from my discourse math so <laughs> if that's if that's wrong that's wrong but like 25 commanders with an hour could effectively do enough to clear a system but these are um people who are working efficiently and not just doing it to have fun and make money like i am um so that, and that's just from like killing scouts uh, as it is you could ju- if you see an interceptor you can just um uh bounce out yeah. as well so so that that's a really interesting new development and the fact that that uh, i my opinion is that that needs a little bit more testing and we'd i'd love to see it work in taking back some of these i'd love to know how to take back stations that mm-hmm. are currently sort of like there are systems with stations completely in the black that feels like something that we need to um that that still needs to be found out which i'm quite excited about i, I think there's quite a lot of stuff now with that development on the horizon um my my main my main concern and my main problem with it is um i want to make sure that the uh, thargoid combat is accessible to 
as many commanders as it possibly can be. So the stuff that they're doing with regard to um, giving options for six weapons, having more gimbaled stuff. Um, the missing link now is definitely the um, the, the anti-Zeno scanner. Yes, the yes. anti-Zeno scanner is is quite well. I've got a, f- a few things to to cover off on the on the anti as well as the anti-Zeno scanner. So um, we'll just quickly pop over to Alec. Yeah, sorry, I just had a question on that. Um, those stats about recovering a system. <coughs> what what state was that system in then? Is is this recovery? Fully controlled. Fully oh, controlled. From... Fully controlled. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Wow. Cool. I mean, they did say that they've got a couple of things they still need to test. Obviously, they need to know whether or not it's more difficult to do the same with populated systems, uh, as well as unpopulated ones. But there also is a theory about how far away uh, these systems are from the maelstrom, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, So, obviously, see if you can kill 64... Uh, 6,400 scouts in a system next to the Maelstrom and see how you do. (laughs) That'll be an interesting test. But I take it that nothing or nobody uh, found any unique items while doing that. I'm thinking of any unique mats or anything new to discover. The unique materials have been found. I know I'm going. We're going very off tangent from what we do to improve it, but I mean, we are the we are the kings and queens of tangent towns, so that's not a problem. Um, the 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 newest stuff that that we found, the new things, are all from the maelstroms and destroying like the the caustic generators and stuff from the maelstroms. Yeah. Okay, I see. But as far as we know, there's been nothing new found in this controlled system when we took it back well what i'm thinking of is is sort of maybe there's a clue to the next stage when you take back a controlled system imagine if there were just loads of grelics lying around and you're like you do that leonardo dicaprio pointing at the screen meme (laughs) (laughs) yeah that'd be handy uh right alec I'd like your thoughts on the, what you think of the Thargoid War so far and improvements. And how maybe. to improve it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, okay. So I've only really done scout combat, well, when I haven't been climbing buildings and trying to jump off buildings onto the backs of Thargoids, which is what I've been doing mostly this week. But I have actually done some scout combat. I think it's brilliant. I really, I really think it's brilliant. One of the things I love about it, and... I don't know if this is deliberate or not, but as someone who is kind of happy popping scouts, especially with the new AX weapons, mm-hmm. but hasn't really tackled uh, an interceptor. What I like is that although the interceptors, so you get a nice, so particularly if you go in where there isn't already other commanders, you get a nice first phase where you get loads of scouts. Then you get the warning about interceptors showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a you know a nice opportunity to use your shutdown field neutralizer or or to avoid the you know the shutdown field, and that's fun because there's gravity, and if you don't boost away from the ground, you fall into it. So there's you know that's all really good content. And then the night, what I like is that when the interceptors show up, I can sort of ignore them, but not. So it, it seems like the NPCs tend to engage the interceptors and often seem to take them up quite high. And so I can kind of happily get on with my 
popping the scouts at low altitude. Um, and then just occasionally I'll get an interceptor locked onto me and then it's kind of a bit of heat sink and boosting away. And, but, but it feels really nicely balanced that, that someone who doesn't want to engage interceptors can, can still get properly stuck in. And I, I really like the way all that feels. So it's great. I've been really enjoying that side of it. Um, I have three little, because I haven't done a lot. I don't, I'm sure you'll have better suggestions, but I have three little things actually. Uh-huh. Um, one, I've seen a few people say this, but I just think that the mission rewards are ludicrous. I mean, yeah, particularly the materials. Well, I say particularly the materials, but like materials is all I'm really interested in because as discussed last week, money is meaningless. <laughs> um, but, you know, I did, I don't know, I did an hour or so this morning and I, I took a mission to get 70 scouts. And, you know, I worked my way through that. Did that take me an hour? I can't remember. But it took a while, you know. And you get one, you get one material for that? Gee, thanks. <laughs> so that's so that's yeah. rubbish. Yeah, um, I must. I must admit, I've I've looked through the the rewards that you get for the Thargoid missions, and it the rewards are pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I mean do, do rescues is the way, I suppose. I suppose stack stack a whole load of rescue missions, or the. Yeah, um, I don't want to do rescue missions. I want no. to do anti Thargoid missions. Yeah. And you look at it, it sort of says <laughs> kill fifty scouts for for five million credits. You think. Okay, yeah. that, that's yeah, that's possible. But then they say, "Oh, we'd like four dead basilisks or three dead hydras," and you're there going for two million credits. Yeah, yeah. You think, okay, that, that's you're not going to get many takers for that. Although you might do if you want the bounty. So, so that's an obvious one. Um, a little thing that I would, I'd love to see. You know, we talked last week about trying to visualize the scale of the. Of Thargoid occupation, and I saw an obvious one is just to do that thing that you get in power play of draw a little bubble around the around the occupied space, so we can see it growing. And I don't know, I think that would be. I still think that would be really cute. Um, yeah. And then I have one. I don't know that I've seen anyone else mention this. So I have played around a few times in the past with the shutdown field neutralizer. Yeah, and I just couldn't for the life of me, figure out what the hell I was supposed to do. You know, was I supposed to fully charge it and then release it at just the right moment or I just couldn't get it. And then there's a, there's a forum. I keep seeing people asking this question and I saw a great forum thread and I read it and it's like, okay, so I, I just need to time it right and have charge in it when the field passes over me. And I think I managed to do it a few times today. So the first time ever I managed to, you know, actually use the shutdown field. And what, struck me which is really unusual for this game is i don't think the audio is very good i don't i don't think the audio for the shutdown field really tells you what's going on interesting so so my little gripe would be to just do read have another crack at the audio for the shutdown field i feel like there needs to be more of a a sense of holding this shield it's like it's like you're holding a shield isn't it you're sort of charging the shield up and then holding it and then eventually you run out of pips and it it collapses again and if you so if you if you peek too soon ooh misses then your shield has collapsed before the wave hits you that's right isn't it yes that's right yeah so i feel like you want a nice audio of it building and then a one 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 like it's holding the shield and then a when it so runs. You, do you know what I mean? So basically, I you, you effectively want it to be more noticeable because you, you're not noticing it. The, well, I didn't know what to do. 
I didn't know how to use the instrument, and I was I was reflecting on when I finally got it right. Did you know? Was it obvious when I got it right? And I was thinking the audio didn't really tell me that. I, to be honest, when I got it right, the only reason I know I got it right is because I didn't get shut down. <laughs> I know that seems obvious, but I feel like I should have got a clue from the audio. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's and that's let's let's just be clarified that any anybody who doesn't know how to do, how to use this field, uh, basically, it runs off your system pips like like your shields does. So if you've got nothing in your system register or register power bank, your system power bank, then it ain't going to work. Uh, so you're in trouble. Um, it will drain the system power bank slowly until it runs out. And then when it runs out, you've lost your protection. But it will only protect you if it's charged up. So as soon as you hear something along the lines of uh, uh, alien field detected, or I can't remember what the prompt is, but as soon as you hear that uh, that prompt, you've got to hit your, you've got to build up your shield, your, your jammer, in order to stop the, the field from knocking you out. And, and here's the other bit I don't quite get. So, mm-hmm. you, if you keep that trigger held down, yes, the, there's a moment where, and I think this is an audio cue. It it obviously stops, so you can't keep your finger held down indefinitely. But the little bar next to your shutdown field neutralizer on your, you know, um, hard point HUD display thing yeah. stays full. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm still protected? It means you're still protected. Um, okay. As long as you hold the trigger down, it first of all builds up and fills the bar. Once that bar's full, that's you protected until it runs out. Okay. So, you, but you've got to keep the you've got to keep the trigger or whatever. Um, you've got to keep it, it active until basically the the field has passed you by. Okay. I, I'm curious to hear Psychic's point of view on this because I, I hear I see her saying that she thinks the audio is great, and I mean generally I do think Elite Dangerous's audio is, is stunning, but just not on the shutdown field neutralizer. Yeah, it's really high pitched. It's a really high pitched whine, and then it stops, uh, okay. and you you have to leave it like you you don't press it straight away when you see that that surge um expected because otherwise it's not going to last for all of the time but um i i i see a fair amount of people um when like go not having a handle on that and not having a handle on yeah. the um I just or, feel it's or, one of the that. few areas in the game where the audio isn't telling me what's happening and i didn't get any clues from the audio as to what i was supposed to do i don't know yeah, you, you, you can definitely you can definitely hear it, hear it as it charge as it charges up yeah, I'm um, not saying it doesn't make a sound. I'm just saying something about the sound doesn't convey enough information about what it's. It's certainly more subtle than um, than a lot of the other sounds, but then there is a big cacophony of crazy noises that are coming at you. I did see somebody say that it's very, very. Um, <laughs> I've just seen Mac Wentz. I did see what Mac said. And that, that was kind of the way that I was going without trying okay. to be as rude. <laughs> To the audio listeners, <laughs> Mac Rinson has helpfully said if it's high pitched, Alec might not might be too old to hear it. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You you old boys might not be able to hear it as well as some of the younger people who are listening. Oh, oh no, no, she she's brought out the fighting words already. Eh? Listen, listen. <laughs> let me just let me have this, Colin. Okay. Off you go. Um, 
but um but it, it, there were a couple of other things like for example i saw someone in um um i who who was it who said it um jensen said um the same thing can be said as the um as the shield booster the shield booster doesn't have any sound whatsoever with it but you can you, there is a visual element on your dash to show when it goes on there is a you, there's certainly a visual element on your radar when the field neutralizer goes because nothing else is on there when you're using it yeah the, the thing that i the, the reason i use that cue uh you know the uh, the warning about the uh, the field is because at that point because i don't have a hotkey set up i'm scrolling through my uh my fire groups getting to the fire group that's got the field neutralizer on it and then activating it dear listener um, don't do that don't do that set up a hot a hotkey yeah. for it it's so much easier i was going to say i've got the same and i quite like that because initially i think i was too quick on the trigger because there'd be that shutdown field incoming and I'd instantly pull the trigger and that's too soon. And I've seen a lot of people say things like count to three and stuff. Mm -hmm. And actually the two acts of moving my pips to sis and changing my fire group give me just that nice delay that when I actually get to the point of pulling the trigger, I've waited just the right amount of time, but I guess it different strokes for different folks but yeah i mean yeah. that's the way my muscle memory is at the moment so um that's the way i, I think if i started using the hockey i would be in the same boat because i would i i hope that no one's going to misinterpret this but i would fire too early yeah interesting anyway that's it that's my three text right. when you're when you're editing this can you isolate that and just send it me thanks <laughs> oh, you are not using that in one of your adverts no 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 um right anyway let's have a look oh i've had quite a few because i um on the streams that uh, i've been doing at the weekends i have been doing a lot of thargoid combat and the main and i will say one thing about this is that i love the invasions i love the invasion systems uh, i love the controlled systems i have a real problem with the alert system but here here's my um my little number of, of thing, uh, suggestions. Uh, well, obviously, I'd like something to happen with the post-Thargoid state that just means we have to do something more than just leave it. Um, they've obviously I've, I highlighted the, the longer range and the quicker scan time for the anti-Xeno scanner. Um, and also, maybe it might be handy to fix any recon limpet bugs because that bug still exists and if we're going to do any research on thargoids it would be nice to actually have recon limpets that work uh, a big one would be i would love to have a multi-crew gunner that could target thargoid hearts because multi-crew gunner is uh, thargoids or, or thargoid scouts is actually really fun but you're no good against interceptors because you can't sub-target and you need to sub-target hearts, which is a bit of a pain. Um, I would also love an AXI Taipan fighter. That'd be nice. Thank you. But the big one, and this is the one that really gets me, is I need the spawn rate of the Orthrus in the alert system to be increased. I, was at the, I spent two to three hours um, over the weekend just looking for the for the authors i didn't find one and it is it is so frustrating 
Yes, you can go away and knock out some scouts, but the only way that you can have any effect without knocking out an Orthrus on an alert system is to do rescue missions, which is another of my bugbears because basically all the rescue missions seem to be at the hospital ship, which is the furthest away. <laughs> Why are we going so far away when there's only one 60 light years away, yet you want the one 200 light years away? Uh, yes, a little bit frustrated, but my main big issue so far has been the authoress in alert chat. So much so, someone sent me an advert. <laughs> they sent me an advert for let's going on an authoress hunt. <laughs> Which uh, is, someone has now just deleted from the Bloomin' Notes. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, so this particular uh, piece of um, uh, advert was sent in by Commander Borderovery. I have massacred that name. And it goes, Grammy Lee Publishing have released their latest illustrated story for children. We're off on a hunt for an orthopus, in which a couple of bumbling old codgers wander the loophole system, meeting people, counting carriers, picking up junk, talking nonsense with each other, making profound exclamations, booping AX pilots, getting shot by scouts, throwing limpets around, in fact, doing pretty much everything other than actually finding an orthopus let alone hunting one. The entertainment correspondent, Harry Bowman, describes it as pointless, which makes this a five-star documentary rather than a work of fiction. Available at all good sales kiosks across the bubble. No author I were harmed in the making of this story. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that gave me a good laugh. <laughs> but, yeah, if, I just found it so frustrating. And the only problem is, is that's, that's the only thing I've got wrong with it so far. It's, that's my only, my only big bugbear, if you like. No, I wonder if they've dialed that down because in the very first week after this update, update fourteen launched, I think on the second or third, third day, I was like, "Oh yeah, let's go and have a look at one of these authors things," and I Ooh. found one within about ten minutes. I mean, maybe I just got lucky, but yeah, I found one relatively quickly as well. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that the problems, Colin. <laughs> So I'm not going to. No, I will say, look, I will I'll say this, because um, around about New Year, when, you know, just when all this was happening, um, I think I was, I must have been lucky then, because I managed to get uh, two alert systems. I was jumping between the two, and I was, I was getting that uh, threat four with a little salvage um, icon next to it all the time. And I was able to get in, and, and I managed to... Um, I managed to learn that the fact that you don't go in there with just AX cannons because you won't get the shield down in time. And whoever told me that, oh, don't worry, it's shutdown shield only, uh, shutdown field only affects guardian weapons, was lying because it shut my ship down, uh, just like any Thargoid field would. And uh, so basically, uh, my two encounters were absolute disasters. And I went and specifically engineered my crate mark to to go look for one. And then ever since that 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 New Year's Day, I had been searching quite a lot and not had one single encounter. And it's it's just ooh. And I thought it was me, but a lot of a lot of people who are in who joined me in the stream, um, they said, You're not gonna find one. It it does seem to be 
something that's happening at the moment. Um, I mean, it, is it just me? I am asking genuinely. Epaphras <laughs> is saying in chat that he's um, given up find, trying to find them too. So yeah, well, you see, this is the thing. I've now got it between the. I've got the the bit between my teeth now because I want to get one and I want to shoot one down. And I feel like I'm now missing out on the fun invasion stuff because I'm now winding myself up trying to find a bloody authoress instead. Not that. I'll say, I'll, I'll go and take some calms in a minute. I'll be fine. But <laughs> all of a sudden, my little blood pressure thing has just gone up through the roof. And I'm thinking, why am I getting so wound up about this? Yeah, DP Cap is in the uh, is in the chat now. He's he's the gentleman that uh, wrote the advertising. So uh, yes, <laughs> he says he's he wrote that following hours of wanderings by by himself and in a team. So uh, yeah, it's not just me, and I don't know whether or not it's it's part of any changes. They they've said that they're quite happy with the the, the spawn rates and stuff that they've got at the moment, haven't they? Yeah. Okay. Do you know the other thing about the authors? I was just thinking, particularly if it's this rare, is is just, you know, it was the one thing, it was the one thing pre-update 14 that Arthur gave us a little tip about and said, you know, watch out for this new Thargoid. It was like it was going to be such a big deal. And I mean, it's cool and all. It's a new Thargoid and it moves slightly differently. But, I mean, it doesn't do very much, does it? And it's like, and it also seems like people are just, killing it rather than what i thought was mildly interesting was the idea of stealing these probes out from under its nose but people aren't even bothering with that they're just killing them so i don't know it seems a bit of a letdown the authoress really because didn't do very much does it sorry <laughs> anyway okay yeah I, I might have been i might have misinterpreted that psychic because um 21st of december bruce was there saying that uh um there are now that all eight maelstroms are here, they're going to reduce the activity required to fill the system state progress bars. Obviously, they're going to be able to change that if they need to. But um, yeah, I think they, I thought that was the final adjustment that they made to it. But then again, I've been able to find authoresses that, that after they made that statement. So yeah, it's um, uh. when we get the tools. When, when we get the tools to be able to scan it maybe a little bit more, as Cyberdemi is saying in chat, um, we, um, I'm, and I'm assuming that they're the next thing that's on their way, hopefully not from um, Azimuth, hopefully they'll come from some other um, other um, group of people. Um, maybe, maybe Professor Palin might step up and um, say we want to do more scans or we want to do more science, so let's let's do more science with better scanners which will give us more information and then will allow us to progress further within the ongoing Thargoid threat etc 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 that might be quite cool yeah you know what I, I would love it if we could bait an authoress so basically you can fly out somewhere with uh, a Thargoid probe or or some <laughs> some escape capsules and then drop them somewhere and then wait to see whether or not the authoress arrives <laughs> Bait it with the grelix, as it says, uh, Elvis Kremen. I mean, that would be good. They they don't they don't eat the grelix. They don't. No. Oh, something you tried. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was something like like really early on. 
Yeah, I remember that being such a promising idea. I was really excited during yeah, that. Well, there was, thinking, there was so much. To do something. It's too good. There was so much stuff we were really excited about doing, and then um, yeah, it's it's very much hit kind of a dead end with with the authors at the moment because um, there are there are vocal groups who honestly have the best interest of humanity at heart. Um, who are very, very much of the opinion, oh, just shoot it and kill it, and then it'll make it go away. And that's kind of like, are we we missing something? Is this something huge that we're going to miss by not doing that, or delay our access to by doing doing that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, has anybody just just dropped a normal um, Guardian relic? I'm almost 100% certain that I have. Uh-huh. And they, nothing. No, the only things that they will, the only things that will, they will eat if you drop for them, if there isn't one already in sight, is a probe. So if you, for example, you can nab the probe before they get there, um, or um, if you drop a probe, if you drop into it and there's no probe, and it's one of the ones where the, the author is coming... Well, this was back back along when I did it, and this was quite a while ago. But if there's an author coming in, you can drop a probe and it's interested in the probe, but that is it. I've not seen anything else be done. I'd love to be proved wrong on that. I'd love someone to get to get some sort of reaction from something else. That'd be amazing. Right, I see. Well, it, it, Ben doesn't hasn't got anything to add to, to I think we've covered all his points I think um, so I mean overall the impression that everybody's got about the Thargoid war so far has been overwhelmingly positive apart from what I've been saying <laughs> yeah I'd say so on the whole it's good isn't it it's really good yeah I mean I just want to emphasise uh that although that I did just go off on a bit of a rant, I am enjoying the Thargoid War, right? It's been absolutely shot in the arm, and you can see that from everything from the from the Steam charts to the the social interaction that we've we've got now, and the fact that there are so many more people and and old players coming back. Uh, the only problem that I've got is I'm not making any money because I'm looking from authoresses. <laughs> I would take a break and maybe make some money and then go and look for some more offices. Because it, I mean, like a couple of hours and you can be up 500, 500 million, million yeah. You, a couple of hours and you're up 500 million and that's plenty of rebuys. Um, the, the, for me, I have played more with groups of people in the last, like, in this year than I probably have for the last for the last two years it's been so much fun it's been so much fun to just sort of like get a big group of us together and um go to a planetary base that's being attacked planetary bases are great because they don't have the thargons um which is a big win in my eyes and then just like (laughs) um faff about there with like nine of your mates it's great stuff yeah, I mean that's that's one of the positives that I've I've really seen happen is the fact that we've got a lot more people willing to join in on the on the multiplayer content. I I've seen quite a lot of people not just taking cardboards by themselves, but looking for wings and joining up and just basically having a good social interaction while happening it, and that's. 
that's been very rare outside of CGs lately. Um, ben? I'm just thinking about what you're saying about not finding Ogre, uh, finding authoresses. And I'm just like, it seems to me like just take it like like I like I take everything in Elite and take it all, all organically. And, you know, go off and do your own thing. And if you find one, awesome. Yeah, I know. Um, but treat, treat it as a Brucey bonus rather than, I need to find this. Yeah, but this was, this was the thing. Because it was highlighted um, in the mm. streams and because it is a unique piece of content to the Thargoid Wall, yeah. I wanted to really see it. And I, I've been, I, I managed to chase it. I found out that the... Uh, the caustic damage its engines produced does a lot of damage to your ship. Wasn't expecting that. And I was really enjoying it. And I now know that I've only got two minutes to do damage to it before it jumps away. Mm-hmm. But, um, when I, yes, when I found the damn thing, I've enjoyed the experience. However, it's looking for the damn thing that's just wound me up so much. The issue with playing it sort of, like, as you say, Ben, playing organically, is when... Um, the spawn rate is so low and that's the goal that you've set out for your two three hours that you have worth you have worth of play if you don't find it in those three hours you're in incredibly within within your limits to be a little bit frustrated with that yeah so reset your goals you know i'm going on to elite dangerous and i'm gonna have some fun that's a good goal to have. Not, I'm going to ha- go on to Elite Dangerous, and if I don't find an Orthrus, I'm going to throw my toys out and stamp my heels. <laughs> that is exactly what Colin was doing. I see your point now. Definitely <laughs> not what Colin was doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that's not what Colin was doing, but I, you know, we know that some people do, they go into these things so seriously, and they're like, I need to find this, and I need to do this, otherwise my life will not be complete. And that's not just to leave, that's everything in life. What um, worries me is you've now put an image of me in heels in everybody's mind now. Thanks. Okay, that's in my, my, my mind now as well. Thank you, Colin. Heels in a red dress. Damn it. Oh. Why a red dress? Why? What? Girl, I mean- of course it's a red dress. <laughs> Either that or... Oh, do you think a red dress or do you think a small little black number? Oh no, let's let's tangent time. Right. <laughs> Go on, Alex, save us. Yeah, yeah. I just want because um speaking of rare things, you, you just reminded me of another and um and again, a bit like the authoress. I mean I I it happened and I thought that's awesome and then I really wanted it to happen again because I wanted other, to try different things. But and that's um a a capital ship spawning over a over a ground combat zone. So, you know, sort of the first time I saw it and then I managed to boost the SRV up onto it and us and then people kept asking me questions about, oh, why didn't you get out on foot and why didn't you stay on it and wait for it to and I thought, oh yeah, I'll just I'll just I'll just hang around and get another one. And I had not seen one since. It's been like two weeks of mostly hanging around um surface, you know, attacked surface ports, and I've never seen another capital ship spawn. So Wow, oh. how random is that? Has anyone else seen, even seen that happen? No, I haven't. And I, I oh. really want to know that you've mentioned it. Yeah, it was bloody awesome. I wish I'd, um, yeah, well, I've done it. I wish I'd spent longer and videoed every minute of it. And it was incredible. But I just assumed it would happen again. Oh, dear. The chat room is, is, is 
I think we've traumatized the chat room, guys. We've we can only apologize. And, and heels. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that has been a bit of a conversation killer. <laughs> uh, right. Well, overall, the, the, the Thargoid boy has, is a fantastic experience. Um, I think they're just after some small tweaks. The one thing that got me, I think, a little bit is the fact that I think when they put these kind of uh, requests for feedback up, they only really take sort of the first couple of pages and just let the rest of the thread run for ages. Because I know that the um, uh, they wanted the same kind of feedback about engineering, and that was years ago. And they took... <laughs> they took basically I think the first two pages and didn't shut the thread down and it just ran and ran in fact it's, it's run for more than a year now and people are still posting to it and do you think these kind of threads have, when they've, they've got enough feedback do you think they just say right let's cut it off I think they're still paying attention to what, what's being said there right well, that's fair enough I suppose it's just the impression I got from Bruce's post on sort of like day two of it that you know they've they've got a lot to go on with, but yeah. Um, this is the other thing that I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here. I mean, with the rest of the Thargoid War kicking off, has anybody else taken advantage of the additional cash that you can get for plant scanning? Yes, that's funny. I just posted in chat actually because I saw people were discussing. Oh, did you? And I was just going. Oh, yeah, I mean, I was just agreeing with people there that actually, with the caveat that I'm only really killing scouts and occasionally tagging someone else's interceptor kill. But yeah, if I sit down to do two hours of elite, including travel time to get somewhere where I might get a few first discoveries, I make way more money exo doing exobiology than than Thargoid fighting. But it's, it's it's what's fun to you, isn't it? I mean, but if you're after the money, yeah, go for the plants. Yeah. Well, you see, the plants I find, going plant scanning to me is like going fishing in other MMOs. Mm. It's a nice, relaxing yeah, it's quite uh, chill. diversion. It's, it's very chill. But uh, I, I guess if, you, you know, if you're after the, the full-on excitement of a, of a Thargoid battle, then you ain't going to go plant scanning. Or the, the excitement of trying to take it down an authoress. <laughs> okay. That's the last time I mention it, honest. Uh, um, right. Well, I think what we'll do is we will draw a line under this discussion. Um, hopefully, people will uh, find that we've put the thread in the show notes. So if you feel that you've got something you'd like to. Uh, to give back to Frontier, then uh, you can obviously put your opinion in on that uh, in in that forum thread. However, um, if you want to actually tell us how you're you're feeling about this, we're thinking about maybe next week having a kind of community session uh, where people can uh, phone in, if you like, yeah, phone in show where people can vent about or praise how they've been managing with the Thargoids since uh, Update 14 started. Uh, and we'd love to hear from people. Uh, obviously, 
we don't want to hear about things like, oh, well, it would be better with ship interiors, et cetera, et cetera, because we know that that kind of stuff ain't going to come. But next week, if you have time, we'd like to hear from you. And with that, we'll move on to the community corner. Right. Well, the community corner this week, we have a couple of interesting things. Um, surprisingly enough, everything is anti-Xeno related. <laughs> it's as if there's a war on. Um, well, first up, we've got to give a shout out to the dcoh.watch website. Now, this is where we get most of our stats from um, that I read out earlier for for the uh, uh, the Thargoid War update. Um, the the DCOH Overwatch uh, is a project developed and maintained by Commander Dark Session in collaboration with the Defence Council of Humanity team. With special uh, thanks to Commander LCU Nufu Light One uh, and Canon for the map feature. Uh, I take it you, everybody has been looking at this website over the last couple of weeks because I found it invaluable, especially that map. I haven't, no. no I haven't paid a lot of attention out. to it. Where's the map? Oh, there's the map. Yes. Well, you know how you guys last week were there saying um, you couldn't see where <coughs> the Thargoid bubbles were? Well, using this map, you can. And you can actually see, in this case, it's like the Thargoid maelstroms are like a claw all to the south of the bubble that are going to begin to close in. And it's quite fascinating because uh, last yeah, week... that is cool. Yeah, last week the, 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 the bubbles, the individual Thargoid bubbles, if you like, were quite small. And they have jumped a little this week. And it looks like there could be the possibility of maybe one or two joining up quite soon. And, and this, is, this is one of the things that I've been saying when people think, uh, people have been saying, oh, we've managed to contain the Thargoid threat. And then they're looking at this map going, no, we haven't. Where the heck are you getting this from? But yeah, if you want to see uh, where uh, the Thargoids are encroaching on our, on our system, then uh, we'll definitely point this one in your direction. Now, the next one is useful for anybody who is interested in taking on Thargoids. The Antizeno Initiative have launched the Antizeno Academy, and with it, they have included the Antizeno tutorial video. Now, this is quite a long video, but it's really good and it's broken down into different sections so that basically once you've been through it you will be able to go back and refresh your memory by selecting the right passage and, and that kind of thing um i cannot recommend this enough because uh i have problems with the flat cannon I, I completely agree that the flat cannon is is very much a challenge to use but without the help from that place i would have no chance of even having a clue how to use it properly because i was i was either um exploding the, the the flak early or too late and i was damaging my own ship because i was i was that incompetent with it um alec yeah i, I just wanted to say that yeah i watched this video it's it's funny i think i'm not alone in this i, I generally have a bit of a cut off like at 10 minutes if a video is sort of 20 30 minutes i'm like oh no but but i'd heard so many good things i thought i'll oh, go on then i'll give it a try <laughs> you know those that half an hour flew by it's just so information dense as well it's it's brilliant there's this it's really good um i take it 
No one else has seen that video then. I've heard good things. Okay. Already. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. But I have heard good things. It's, um, it's, it's great. Uh, Okay. Um, well, we'll move on to, uh, an event which is happening, uh, on the 20th and the 21st of Jan. Um, the Alliance and Independent, uh, Anti-Xeno Night, um, it is in locations near the Oya Maelstrom. Uh, it starts at 5 o'clock GMT and ends at uh, 1 GMT. Um, this is an event for independent and alliance-friendly commanders in particular, but federal and imperial guests are also welcome. Previous AX combat experience is not required. Owning several rebuys worth of credits before joining in on the fight would be advised. So uh, on the 20th, the uh, Alliance players are hosting a joint AX combat night. All interested pilots and squadrons are invited to join their operations. Um, Now, this is taken from the uh, event tracker on... uh, the player event tracker on the website. So if you wish there, you can join the Alliance of Independence Discords server for the joint voice channels for coordination during combat. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we're doing there. So, um, I think we'll move on to mostly clueless. Ben, do you want to take up Foz's story? Yeah. I can do that. Um, all, so. of a, all of a sudden, we, it sounds like we need the Simon Bates hour tune in the background for this. So, the other day, well, o- earlier today, Fozzer was trying to get a grip with his controls. And, you know, as all of us know, you've got the option for your pre flight test. And he thought, you know what? This is a good idea to turn it on. It's a bit of a ball wake. Because, you know, you've got to do up, down, left, right, A, B, A, B, and things like that. Um, but it has the air immersion, and it means he actually knows what his blooming settings are. Okay. So he thought, I'll turn this on. Off he goes to clean out some scavengers from a base. He gets planet side, he requests docking. Granted. Jumps out, starts making his way off there, and then he sees that the scavengers have turned the turrets on his ship. He's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. He's got to run back to his ship. Tries to get out of there. What's this? He's got a pre-flight test to do. He can't remember the keys. Oh shit, I can't skip it. Shields go down. Waste valuable trying trying to abort the pre-flight. If there's a button, he can't find it. And he's like, and he can't find his keys. And he can't find how to get it. And sadly, not quickly enough, and away he goes. Um, So, yeah. If you're going to enable your pre-flight test for immersion or for whatever reason, make sure you know your keys and also <laughs> maybe you want to know how you can turn it off. I don't know if there's a way, if there's a button to skip it, because I think I just like, okay, I've done that and can I, I, have, p- I have my keys and it's, it's fine. Can I clarify this really quickly? Yeah. Confirm, there is an option in-game... That will allow you to, every time you get into your ship, do pre-flight checks. Yes. And Forza thought that this was a good idea to turn that on, given the fact that he was going to just be flying around doing maybe some nefarious acts, things along those lines. Yes. Yeah. What a muppet! That's amazing! 
we have more muppetry uh, to 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 tell this evening, Psychit. Uh, I so, will prepare my water water muppet key. Uh, so last night, when we were busy doing a raid, okay. Colin was like, "Oh no, th- there's a Goliath, a Goliath skimmer around," and I'm like, "I've got a good idea. Instead of shooting the Goliath with my my guns and taking it out the way that it's meant to be done, or my SLV, I'm going to jump into my SLF. I've got a lovely taipan here. I'm going to take that out." And I'm going to shoot the Goliath with my Taipan. It'll be fun. My Taipan lasted about half a second flying over the base. I then went into my main ship, only to see that my shields were down at about 20% already, and didn't manage to get re-enabled or my hull repaired or anything like that, before I also went off and died. Oh, it was spectacular, though. It looked, it was... I mean, the, the fireworks must have been lovely for you lot. Oh, I know. Me and Ralph were... were killing ourselves laughing because yeah. we, <laughs> we, were, we were running towards the base and all we heard of the voice was it's not working it's not wor- oh I'm dead oh I'm in my ship oh I'm dying I'm dead and we just saw Ben being splattered and all sparkly figures all over the over the sky it was it was it was, it was, very, it was very pretty I mean I think oh, I yes. had every single gun and person with a pistol shooting at me can I ask a question? Yeah, completely related. Um, mm-hmm. you you'd got out in your in your ship launch fighter and yeah. um not fare, fared successfully within that journey, and mm-hmm. then you got back to your ship. What ship were you in that had a ship launch fighter? I was in a crate, and it's its shields were already going down, and you couldn't get away because you, were were you wouldn't have been on the ground, would you? You would have been no. able to boost and fly it's away. Shields- its shields were already very, very low by the time I died. So what was it? What was it? Let, let's uh, hypothetical. What was it that stopped you from then being able to fly away because you couldn't have been on the ground? I was so, boosting away and I just couldn't escape in time. Okay, say it with me, gang. What a muppet! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So next time, as I learned. Do things the way that Frontier intend them to do, not the way that you want to do them. No, it, it, it was it was science because yeah, I, we pers- did, I think pers- I, I think in hindsight I knew that an SLF can't target a a Goliath, and in hindsight I should have known that the base's defenses, although they ignore skimmers and things like that coming in and tearing up their base. They don't like anything over overhead with guns, and I they mean, are rather powerful. I, I could have suggested that you the the limit on an on an SLF is about ten k, so basically retreat to about seven or eight k away, so you're outside the fire zone. Uh, you know the, and then the tell security my guy to area. Stay there. Yeah, tell your guy to stay there, and then go in in the fighter and see how it goes. Yeah, whereas I think I told my guy just to stay with me. Colin, um, Colin, we're not looking for advice. This is our general <laughs> muppetry section. Uh, no, no, I'm telling him now to know how not to be a hermit. <laughs> but you're going to say a different word then. Mm. I think it's. Though, I mean, being if we can be boring for a second, I really wish that we could take whoa, take our ships in, and uh, you know, especially take our fighters in and do some kind of meaningful 
ground support, especially in a fight in an SLF. Well, you see, that's one thing that I, I think I'd like to try at some point is basically the the idea of having your ship stand off, say, 10k away and come in on the fighter. But I do know that they do have flight. Yeah, but the, the fighter were the going against you as well. So, you know, my SLF was targeted just as quickly because I don't think I don't think the game differentiates between a fighter and uh, and its mothership. Well, admittedly, there were at the time you had your ship had to deal with three police vipers which were patrolling the the top, uh, uh, which were on combat air patrol. You had the Goliath open up. You had also the Skimmer open up. Plus, you also had uh, a couple of uh, the anti ship guns on the base because it was actually quite a big base we were raiding. Yeah, um, that did seem to kick every, everything off. Oh, everything and, just opened up on me. Yes. And it, like I said, it, it, it was a nice sparkly end. <laughs> Which, uh, it, again, if you clip that, it will be the wrong thing to say. Um, but I have yet to I have yet to add my fuzzy bear to, to this Muppet show so far. Because in relation to this, um, first of all, as we were watching Ben explode, uh, I ran in, switched my shields on. We had to kill 22 pirates that had occupied this, this station. I managed to kill two, uh, but because I was mission lead, uh, basically I got shot down almost immediately. Not the, the cleverest thing to do, but that's not the real Muppet thing that happened. Um, after I died, I was put up on my ship, and Forza being the lovely person he is, said, um, okay, I'm going to need a lift. So I fly down there, and I'm there thinking, right, okay, we'll just pick Fozzer up, and off we go. And unfortunately, the way that the mission system is, even though I had failed the mission, uh, the entire system, the entire station or outpost was still hostile towards Fozzer. So I land. Fozzer gets on. All of a sudden, every single gun that targeted Ben targeted me and Fozzer in that ship. I got, I think, maybe 500 metres off the ground before I too exploded in a nice sparkly way. Uh, only I took Fozzer with me. So how much, which, which particular Muppet is that then? If, That's if, great, though. I love that. You, the, the, the minute an unwanted person gets on your ship, you're wanted too. That's that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to work out whether I'm a fuzzy bear or whether I'm a full gonzo. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of those off-brand Muppets. An off-brand Muppet? An off-brand Muppet. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'm not even good enough to be a main Muppet. None of you are, to be fair. <laughs> Oh, I'll be happy with Rolf the dog. <laughs> Three oh times so we don't have to. <laughs> so, oh. ladies and gentlemen, that is your um, that is your mostly clueless section this week. <laughs> uh, what I hope you learned. I hope you've learned from our mistakes. <laughs> but it was fun. Even though we did, <laughs> me and Ralph were waiting half an hour on Fozzer and we only had an hour. <laughs> can, I, can I just like gently, gently summarise today's mostly cleaner section? Yes. Uh, do a think. 
What? Do a thing! Do a thing! Please! Before you do something, just go and go and think about it. Think about it a little bit before you make you take those jumps, before you accept those passengers, before you try and engage a Goliath with a ship launch fighter. In 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 our defence, after after this muppetry, we then went off to leave because you know. Also, for for reasons that we couldn't figure out, even though we were about five hundred light years away from leave, Fuzzle took a, a taxi to where we were. Yeah. Um, and when w- Fozza died, he got sent all the way back to Lave. So Colin and I just kind of looked at each other like, you know what? We'll be faster flying to Lave than Fozza jumping back out to us. Um, so we did that, and then we did proceed to do a bunch of missions successfully in and around the Lave system, uh, doing yep, some defense for, for Lave radio and things. Very successfully, I think. Yeah, we, 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 were, we were fine once we did a think. I think it's Ralph. I think, I think we'll just blame <laughs> Ralph because as soon as he went, our jinx went. So, you know. We'll, well, that, we'll... that is true, yeah. <laughs> He's going to kill me for that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the Chris Mark Force says the Jim Henson Company has been in touch. They do not want to be associated with your level of muppetry. <laughs> oh, dear. So we were more like more like zig and zag then, are we? No, what's even more so than that? We need we need to we need to go deeper into the off-brand oh, puppet. It's, it's basically ping pong balls on a stick at this point. <laughs> it's not Roland Rat and Kevin. That's how bad we've got. Sorry, that's probably before your time, so I get. Okay, yeah, how's that? About was to say. Stadler and Waldorf is about right. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, you, we, we just, you're just, it's all right because you're just ordinary men. And I knew that joke was only going to be for Katie. And she DM'd it me at the exact same time as I said it. We're men. We're just innocent you're men. Just innocent men. <laughs> I know what that one is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Elvis, um, Kremen has said St- um, Stadler and Waldorf. I have to say. <clears throat> Last time that we were in Disney, uh, Disney World, um, both my father and my father-in-law, we bought them um, Stadler and Waldorf T-shirts each, <laughs> and both of them said, "Old, well, it's better than dead." <laughs> and the, the two of them were walking around Disneyland, proud as punch, wearing those T-shirts. So, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Um, right, let's go on to any other business. Now, there's only one. Important any other business and that super important. Like it. Super important. So um we've started we've started putting out casting calls for um we're like we're still really prolific with the live radio ads, but we haven't actually got anything out as of yet, um, like anything new this year. Don't get me wrong, I've written three, so it's not gonna be a problem. We'll get some out soon. Um, but um we've started um I've started doing some casting calls um that I I um put in. I tend to put them in my Discord and also post them um on my website so you can go to psychic.tv slash casting um casting dash calls and that will um give you any of your um any of the things that we have active or uh, things that we're looking for currently and if I you would like to volunteer yo what up because i was just looking and if you go to so I'm, I'm looking at the casting calls run page uh-huh 
and it says feel free to upload them here but it's not clear oh, how shoot. Long... um that that i copied directly off of discord i need to re um redo that <laughs> oh, okay because i was thinking I'd yeah no 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 I'll, I'll say in, I'll, I'll i'll change that to say in discord sure. that's my bad thank you for pointing okay. that out yeah um ben you have made a um an interesting observation about return of the jedi well, it's, it's not even my observation it's it's my son my son and i were watching uh, Return of the Jedi on Saturday while the wife were out. And we got to the bit where they're just invading the bunker. Mm-hmm. And my son was like, hold on a sec. That guy behind Leia, is mm-hmm. put, he, he walked into scene holding his helmet, and then you can see him putting it on. And I'm like, yes. what guy? You, what guy? You, 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 what are you on about? So we rewind, and I'm like, no, still don't see it. We rewind again. I'm like, oh my god, you're right, it's there. Um... And I was like, "Yeah, okay." So somebody, somebody in the alliance is putting on a uh, is putting on a scout trooper, and then that guy is standing guard, essentially disguised as a scout trooper, which I right. thought was awesome. And then we played through the rest of the scene, and then you get to the part where they all get arrested, and you see again, you see the scout trooper standing up with his hands up, um, but this time his helmet's off. Yeah, um, and. You know the fan fiction that has the the old rebel with the white beard and things like that, and people are yes. saying that's Cap- that the people are saying that's Captain Rex, um, and it's basically this guy who people are fan fictioning in to be Captain Rex from Clone Wars and Rebels <laughs> gets disguised up as a scout trooper and then arrested in Return of the Jedi, and I thought that was amazing. Yeah, um, well, the, the and I've old... never seen this before. I mean, I've, it's forty years now since Return of the Jedi came out. And yeah, that, that's why it. we can't have spoilers for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny as you mentioned that because I think the, the the thing about Captain Rex being the old guy there, yeah, that came from Dave Filoni. I think someone put that to um Psychic <laughs> mm. <laughs> says, right, you know, spoil Return of the Jedi. Yeah, the whole story. <laughs> I, I, I no yeah, longer yeah. need to By watch the it. way, Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. Holy fuck. No. I know! That's impossible! (laughs) (laughs) Search your feelings, you know that it's true. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, I was... was Dave Filoni. Yeah, Dave Filoni himself... Well, someone put this this fan theory to Dave Filoni at at one of the Star Wars... uh, uh, He's he's basically running all the stuff for Star Wars now. Well, for Star Wars All the now. good stuff is either either him or um, oh, what was it the the, the guy basically that plays the Han. stuff that isn't films. Yeah, um, someone threw that at him and he went, "Yeah, sure, why not?" Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> why not? He, why not? He's happy with it. <laughs> and my final bit of any other business is that I have to point out to anybody who is a fan of Babylon Five, Gamma has now been released for your HCS voice packs. Um, there was previews of it before Christmas, but it is now officially available from the HCS Voice Pack website. Uh, so if you would like Claudia Christensen to be in your ears uh, as you fly around the galaxy uh, via voice attack, that is now available. And I know for a fact that is what I'm getting next. Because um, I've got Mira Ferlin and... Uh, uh, Vasco, who's, who's uh, Brian Blessed, who is is absolutely fantastic at motivating you through Thargoid combat. 
absolutely <laughs> fantastic. So, uh, yes, um, highly recommended, and uh, I will be doing that myself. Right. Um, has anybody got any, anybody else got any other business? Alec, are you okay? I'm good. You're good. Right. If that's the case, we'll carry on with the shout-outs. Uh, while the team on the Dex Island is taking a well-earned break before their Series 2 return, there is plenty of material to fill the void. Point your auto-assistant at your favourite podcast app, including Spotify and Audible, and search for The Dex Legacy. You'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and the writer Emily Inkpen. Uh, there's also plenty of bonus material and merch at thedexlegacy.com, and all proceeds go towards making Season 2. Thumbs up. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, uh, it broadcasts on a Thursday from half eight, and you can tune in at Twitch TV slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you want, just go to radio.forthemug.com. Uh, for the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. Um, there is still an issue, uh, I think, with CQC at the moment. Um, there is an, uh, uh, something on the issue tracker. If you would like to, if you could, please be so kind to upvote that to make sure that uh, that people have a look. Would appreciate that. Um, on top of that, we are giving the shout-outs to the Elite Dangerous podcasts that we are all know and love, which are Flight Assist, The Guard Frequency, who don't believe in the existence of Alec Turner, and The Loose Screws, uh, who are extremely fixated on cheese. Uh, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon with the fantastic Commander Beetlejuice. And we'd like to thank everybody who has chipped in on the Twitch chat and the in-game commanders so far. Um, special thanks, of course, go to Commander Tokoso, JN Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have created the music for that was used in this show. So that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet at laveradio on Twitter, tweet us at laveradio at spacey space on Mastodon, or you could just join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, chat where you can find at teamspeak.liveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. And like and subscribe. Because <laughs> actually, I have found out it does help with our uh, YouTube and our uh, uh, Audible podcast catcher ratings. So if you if you'd like, just give us a a, a thumbs up or a five star or, or even a one star, depending on how bad this has been tonight. Um, especially that image about a red dress that Ben's put in everybody's head. We can only apologise. Anyway, Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at eight thirty and streamed out at LaveRadio.com. So thanks to Alec Turner. I don't exist. <laughs> ben Moss Woodward. No, I don't exist. And of course, Commander Psychit. I don't exist, and so is my wife. <laughs> and special thanks, of course, go to today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark IV. I'm free llamas in a trench coat. Until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. 
Digest, 17th of January, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, we remind ourselves what's going on in the galaxy. It's mainly to do with Thargoids being where they shouldn't be. What's going on in the galaxy? Well, there's the small matter of the war against alien invaders... Two weeks into 3309, the war against the Thargoids in the southern end of the bubble continues, with Thargoids controlling 454 systems, which is around 1 in 50 of the systems in the bubble. It's not easy to be sure how the war is going, but it's certainly not a walkover for the Thargoids. They're having to fight hard to gain ground. While the majority of focus is on systems under Thargoid invasion, where the Thargoids are actively trying to seize a system from humanity, there's ongoing work to investigate how to prevent Thargoid alerts from turning into invasions in the first place. And, encouragingly, Commanders Eterbio and OLKA of Canon and Refor Gigis are making good progress recovering the Hyades Sector EQ-0B6-3 system from Thargoid control. Their investigations show that it's far easier to win back uninhabited systems that are far away from their controlling maelstrom, and that the most efficient way to do it is to drop to normal space and wait for the Thargoids to turn up. Destroying a few thousand scouts in a week can be enough to win the system back. There doesn't seem to be any great benefit in also taking on any interceptors that drop in to see what's happening, so it's easier to fly away from the interceptor surrounded by a swarm of scouts that are just begging to be popped. The new enhanced anti-Xeno weapons have lowered the barrier for those wanting to join in, holding back the alien menace, and Azimuth Biotech has promised that it'll soon launch an initiative to build stabiliser modules that'll allow up to six anti-Xeno weapons to be fitted to the same ship. 
Meanwhile, Thargoid Whisperer Xiaojin Ai has headed off to locations unknown on a mission to get even with the allegedly deceased one-time head of Azimuth, Dr. Caleb Witcherly, also known as the evil vivisectionist Salvation. And the prismatic princess, Ashling Duval, is positively begging the Emperor to get behind a reformed Aegis, the one-time tri-superpower agency that gave us the very first anti-Zeno weapons, the ones recently enhanced by engineers Liz Ryder and Zachariah Nemo. One-time director of research at Aegis, Imperial citizen Professor Albert Ezro would of course love to see Aegis reinstated as the focal point of humanity's struggle against the Thargoid invasion, and the idea already has support in the Alliance and Federation from a diverse selection of influential leaders such as Shadow President Winters, Ambassador Isolde Rochester, Deputy Prime Minister Angela Corcoran and Admiral Rachel Ziegler. Engineers Ramtar and Professor Palin have been working with Tezro on the puzzles of the unclassified relics, or relics, and on trying to understand what the now-departed Xiaojin Ai can tell us about Thargoid motivations and intentions. All they've made public so far is that the Thargoids have a definite achievable goal in what they're doing. It would be immensely helpful if we knew what it was. Federal President Hudson has helpfully pardoned Admiral Aidan Tanner, who was formerly the military liaison at Aegis. Tanner had been convicted of military insubordination after trying to prove that salvation was up to no good. Hudson seems to have decided to issue a pardon partly because Tanner was right, but mostly because he needed Tanner to help coordinate the war against the Thargoids. Prime Minister Mann, worried that the alliance was vulnerable to Thargoid attack following the dissolution of Aegis, last year entered into a mercenary arrangement with the Sirius Corporation for the protection of Sirius territory. The Sirius Corporation has proved itself outstandingly good at avoiding ever getting into any form of direct conflict with the Thargoids. Which might mean that the Prime Minister could possibly be wondering what he's getting for all that money he paid. Neither Hudson nor Mann have yet committed themselves to the idea of reforming Aegis, but the major stumbling block is Emperor Arissa Lavigny Duval, who seems to think that the plucky little empire, going it alone, can somehow fight off the Thargoids from imperial systems and let the rest of the bubble burn, and that the Thargoids will care, or even know, how imperial meatbags are different from alliance, federal or independent meatbags. The formerly imperial inhabitants of the Marlinist colonies are in danger of being swamped by the Thargoid invasion. It will be interesting to see if either that probable loss of imperial lives, or Princess Ashling's entreaties, can persuade the Emperor to see sense and fight alongside the rest of humanity. The Thargoid War has been raging for less than two months, but it has changed everything. Normal commerce continues, of course. There are mining operations and there are internecine conflicts. Explorers continue to explore, and exobiologists make insane amounts by scanning space cabbages. But the arrival of the Thargoids in the bubble, their attempt at a land grab, their total destruction of starports and stations, and the threat of an advance through the bubble, leaving a trail of devastation. That changes everything. The Thargoids are a menace we cannot, and will not, ignore. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. (laughs) 